Hello and welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex, I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me is everybody's favourite fanboy, it's the Blakatron. Hello. Hello there. So this is the first of our Halloween specials, where we're looking at old horror films. Nice. Looking forward to it? What, recording? Yeah. Yes. Nice. That's good. I think we picked some crackers this this time around. Definitely interesting. Yeah, we got a good a good on they. Yeah. They yeah. were a good a good spread, I think. Mm, yeah. Um so this episode is not gonna follow the usual format. So if you've decided to pick us up this weekend, uh we're not normally like this. It's a little bit loosey goosey, there's kind of no format and we just chat about the films that we watched. And this episode is the old horror films mr blakatron what did we pick you chose 1958's the fly mm-hmm. and i picked 1995's the village of the dams by john carpenter yeah His so version. yeah there are reasons why we picked these films yeah yeah so i picked it because i'd seen uh the end bit on some kind of review horror show some kind of movie something or other and it stayed with me and it was so chilling and creepy that I was like I've got to find out which film that is and I was um looking at all sorts of like 50s b-movie horror spider movies like tarantula and all sorts of stuff and I knew it wasn't tarantula and I kept thinking and I was like what could it be and then one night, I think, like, either when I was just about to go to sleep or I'd woken up in the morning, I was like, it's got to be The Fly. That's the only other thing it can be. So I spent a lot of that film in suspense that the thing that I wanted to see wasn't going to happen. But and you got it, it right. did. So it got fine. it right. And then conversely, you picked Village of the Dam thinking it was the movie that you wanted to watch. And it was you wanted it was the earlier version you were thinking of. I don't even know. I don't know. I can't remember which movie it was. Well, so the story is basically, I was must must have still been living at home, and I have a TV. I had a TV in my bedroom. Um, and late night, there's I got this image, this what this film that was on, and basically it was. I don't. I mean, it might not even be the film. Might not even be based around kids. But there's a so like there's like a play like an old school playground full of these kids that were scaring the adults and looking at the adults and it was like a it was like a grassy playground almost like a little house on the prairie type school thing I don't know and the the kids were freaking out the adults like the way they were staring at them and mm. stuff and then I was like that's got to be. and then as I've grown up like it stuck with me I didn't watch this film because I find it too scary I was probably too young to be watching it maybe yeah. not too young but probably maybe not into horror but easy scared at that mm. point I was definitely young um and I think what I've done is my brain has connected the dots and it's was Village of the Damned that I think I think my brain has said that's what it was right. seeing Village of the Damned seeing the blonde kids Mm. but it turns out it wasn't so I've made up I've connected the dots myself and come up with the wrong film so I don't know what that film was but that scene clearly until I see it again will always be with me until I figure out what it is so if anyone knows of like a sort of my from my terrible description of what I witnessed and 
and what have you. I mean, it's probably, it, was, it would have been, my money would be on it being a Hammer horror because when I was growing up, there was a lot of late night Hammer horror films. Yeah, on. yeah. Um, so it's probably a Hammer, um, Hammer Studios. Um, but aside from that, if anyone knows kids on a swing staring at adults on a balcony at what might be a school, let me know if you know what it is. <laughs> Do you <laughs> kind of like worried that we've strayed into some sort of therapy <laughs> sort of thing and it might not actually be yeah, a film it, it might be like I some think, really I mean, awful yeah this is the thing it memory. could be anything it could be a real life thing i don't know but yeah and i yeah so obviously i've filled in the gaps myself oh it's so easily done and gone it's a shame that i wasn't paying attention because that's the film that i would like to see but it's not necessarily a bad thing for the podcast mm. you know what i mean so it's good let's dive into the fly from 1958 okay Overall, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. It was like I, I felt it was very hammy, a bit silly. Yes. Just, but, but that's because of how it's aged. Obviously, I don't think when the film was made that was its intention. But I do feel like as it's aged, it's coming like a bit of a a B movie. Yeah. And like it's a bit sort of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, and it's a nice little watch. It's quite like it's a bit. It's a bit of a. It's, it's quite a, a bit silly. It's quite a sweet film, in yeah. A way. Yeah, it's quite sweet, and like they, they touch on like uh, the relationship of the lead characters, and like how he's yeah. aloof because he's always working, and yeah, you know, but like you can it, still... it's it's just so funny watching an old film, the way they they act and the way they write scripts. It's so different. It's changed yeah. so much to what it's like now. But yeah, I did enjoy it. What about you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I did think it was a little bit slow. But oh, I think yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? I think, so for me, the thing that I was waiting for was to see the fly with the man's head wrapped up in spider web, in the spider web at the end with the spider coming towards it and the little fly man going, help me, yeah. help me. Yeah. In a really squeaky, tiny voice. Yeah. I saw that when I was a kid and it freaked me the fuck out and i was like what is that film found it watched it was just waiting for that to happen it became apparent as you're watching it that actually the big reveal is when he's done the experiment with himself and it's gone wrong and he's got like his funny fly leg and his black shroud over his head i got really disappointed when i realized that that was going to be the big reveal uh, okay. Right. So suddenly, yeah. when the shroud whips off and you see his fly head, I was like, "Well, that's going to be it, isn't it? There's going to be no fly with a spider at the end." And I was like, "Oh fuck, I've got the wrong film." And so probably a little bit how you felt with Village of the Damned. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I yeah maybe we'll talk about that. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So um, when that happened, I was really happy because for me that made the whole film worth it. It yeah, was yeah. such a creepy scene. Yeah. But yeah. we're getting like I guess that's the only real like for me that's the that was the only real horror element. The rest I yeah. feel was quite suspenseful in parts. But I wouldn't say like this definitely isn't what I would call a horror nowadays for sure. No, yeah. When I did the pro, when I was doing the promo stuff and trying to find like the stills and the pictures and things to use for the um for social media, the fly poster came up and it was like for your own sake don't see it alone and i was just kind of like wow that's you think of all the movies like the video nasties of the 80s and all like the crazy stuff that's been made since and like don't see it alone for like a black shroud whipped off with a uh, 
that is that promotional tool isn't going anywhere like they've just i don't know what it is i was talking to one of the guys at work the other day he's quite into horror mm. and he's saying oh there's this new film out and they're saying it's the scariest film ever people being sick in the cinema oh really even having to leave i'm like mate that's just marketing like, that's yeah. been around since they started making horror films yeah like, I swear. for sure like they did it with uh exorcist exorcist they did it with uh it follows apparently did it apparently yeah, did. blair witch yeah like they, there's always that around you know how terrifying or how yeah. gory your gruesome uh, horror film is it's just marketing that's all it, like no film I, no film that is actually going to make people vomit or, or oh, it's now, not going to get past anyone i beg to differ so there's somebody i i don't know if they're work i don't know if they listen but if they do she's called vic and she works at the University of Leicester with me when I worked there. And she told me about a movie. Sorry, somebody's Sorry. having whiskey. Just a whiskey. Would you like to share what whiskey you're drinking? Uh, the Sexton. It's an Irish whiskey. Is um, that good? Yeah, it's nice. It's quite caramelly. Right. Uh, it's quite smooth. Yeah. Not a lot of burn, but it's quite, it's quite, a, it's quite, it's very palatable. It's not, um, it's not too big, but it's a, uh, it's a nice, it's a nice drinkable whiskey. So I had a panic. I bought it for him for Christmas. I mean, uh, hello and welcome to Movie Grouch and, and Whiskey, Whiskey Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whiskey book. Boy. Whiskey Boy. Uh, I bought it for him for Christmas and I was really panicking that he was just going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, you've bought this so that it looks all right in the front room because it's in like a black bottle with... It's a fucking cool bottle. To be it's fair. a really cool bottle. It is, it is. We'll post a picture of it on social media, but I was really worried that he's just going to be like, you've just bought this for you because if I'm going to have to... If this is going to be a candle to... holder, isn't it? That's why. Is it? Yeah, I think I'm assuming that's what you've bought it for. I don't know what I've bought it for. Well, I bought it for you. Well, I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. Anyway. Back on track. Yeah, back on track. Yeah, so a friend of mine at Leicester told me about this movie called Cutting Moments, which is only half an hour long, and that had her feeling physically ill as she watched it. So um, I haven't seen it because... I do, do you get like a funny sweat on when someone tells you about a really gross film and it, like what have I had it with so a Serbian film or that Serbian film or whatever the, the Serbia film is uh, Human Centipede people kind of talk about it and I'm like well no uh, Cannibal, Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust right, Cannibal yeah. Holocaust Hannibal Holocaust that's the one yeah um, it's all about Hannibal Lecter and his <laughs> Hannibal's commitment Holocaust. Holocausts. Uh, yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. Like I hear about these films, and there's a bit of me that's just like, hmm, I wonder if it, I wonder if it's really as bad as people say. Mm. I wonder, I wonder what that's like. And then the other part of me is just going, no, no, we're not watching that. Um, yeah, I get it. But I get a bit sweaty. Right. Okay. So when I think about these films, I'm like, Whoa. so I am quite intrigued, but also I'm like. I do. We do. We did have some friends that uh, watched Human Centipede Two without watching Human Centipede One. Who is that? It's friends of um, my friend Sharon and Pete. Oh, our friend Sharon and Pete. Right. So friends of friends. Friends right. of friends. So do I know? Have I met them? Uh, no, you haven't actually. But right. they were absolutely horrified. About, they only lasted twenty minutes and then took to Facebook to rant about how awful it was, and everybody was like. Did you miss the Did you miss the stuff about Human Centipede One? Where, where were you? Also, what were you expecting? Why are you jumping at the sequel as well? Exactly. We all were like, they were like, this is disgusting. This is terrible. It's the worst film we've ever seen. It's just gross and. Blah. And we were like, we've got so many questions. 
Why did you not start with the first film? Why did you not Google what the yeah. first film was about? Why? It, it was, yeah, it was quite yeah. funny. It was quite Mad. funny. Anyway, getting back to the fly. So first thing I noticed and that I really liked was that there was quite a romantic lilt to the music. Yeah. But it that's was quite epic. That's, um... But then there was like that buzzing, that fly buzzing undertone, which was sort of really well utilised. Yeah. I, actually, I find that I found the soundtrack just very much of its time. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But like, actually, it's quite representative because a lot of the a lot of the film was the like a lot of the film wasn't really a horror. No, no, because actually, it was just like it was quite it was dainty. Just a married couple, yeah, like going it, about their yeah, business. A rich married couple that yeah. had staff. It could almost be like a different version of Mary Poppins. Yeah, kind Do you of. Know what I mean, like, yeah. like. Life is good. It's all daylight. It's always sunny. Yeah. Well, like, do you know what I mean? Beautiful. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah. You were listening and it was, was sort of like this really lovely sweeping romantic soundtrack. And then all of a sudden there'd be like a zzz, zzz, yeah. and you'd be like, ooh. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. Vincent Price is a bit camp. That's what I learned. Yeah. But again, I feel so, sometimes these older films. <sighs> like he's considering he's, He's sort of he's a bit like Bella Lugosi, isn't he? And um, Christopher Price. And, yeah. No, Christopher Lee. Christopher and Lee. The other one, Peter Cushing, who are like synonymous with campy horror. Yeah. Like he's a lot. I think I don't think I've seen a Vincent Price movie before, but he's very camp. I'm not, not that that's a problem. It's just again, an I don't know if it's. I think again, I think it's just. Of its time, I guess, in terms of mm-hmm. like the way they wrote the characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Yeah, maybe. So, um, I mean, it, I, I'd say of all the films, a bit camp in that sense. It was quite hammy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, campy, hammy, like whatever you want to, whatever turn of phrase yeah. you use. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it was hilarious that, um, so we meet Helene and, um, she's killed her husband that the whole kind of film opens by finding out that Helene has killed her husband by putting his head under like an industrial press yeah and she's done it twice she's basically kind of like lifted it up smashed his head yeah. lifted it up again smashed done arm. it again well it's because his arm wasn't in it <laughs> i know i know but like so, we don't know that at that point oh right do we? yeah no you don't it's and she true. just looks absolutely immaculate there's like no blood splatter on her. She just looks fantastic. Yeah. Like her hair's immaculate. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's just like 50 tons that press was, I've written down. 50 tons, twice on his head. He would, like, there'd be nothing to put on that. Well, that's stretcher. why they say that there's nothing there, isn't it? I think because they cut, they, 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 they. Obviously, that, that's they what they want. They say that it's pressed to flatness. Yeah. Whatever the term is they use, don't they? There's just basically no squish, really. Um, And I I just thought the wife was fucking amazing. Vincent Price's character is is Francois Francois Delamore, I think. And her husband is is his brother. So Francois Delamore is is Vincent Price and it's his brother that's been killed. So his sister-in-law has killed Andre. His brother, yeah. Andre, yeah. And, like, when he greets her, he's sort of like, oh, are you okay, Helene? And I'm like, would you not just be a bit raging? Would you not just be a bit, like, 
the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this Because is... he was very, he was like very kind and considerate with her. And like, she literally just went, I'm all right now when he came in the room. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're all right now? You've literally just smashed a man's head yeah. twice under a 50 ton press. Yeah, so yeah, it's very, yeah, she's very, I think one, so what I noticed, what I, know, I wrote, they're all very calm. Yeah, they were. what happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they really were. I was were. like, well, you know, if this was, if this was, uh, uh, you know, this would be frantic. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck, what's going on, chip? Fuck, wah, wah. It'd be yeah, crazy. Yeah, you would. You would. But they're all just sort of like, lads, uh, I killed my husband. Oh, are you okay? Oh, yes, I'm fine. Now I'm a bit frantic. Oh, there's a fly. Oh, do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. the, the most sort of out of control it gets is when the, when the fly's in the room and they're trying to catch it. <laughs> yeah. That's the most sort of fraught they are. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, for all the shit you've just been through and done, the one thing that's going to get you up and sort of creating a pace to this film is is the fly. Yeah. But she was fucking amazing. She was like, the like the police inspector came in and she was offering him coffee. And I was like, she is just poised, personified. Well, forever the hostess yeah, or the hostess. You know, she could flick a fly off a lampshade. She could approach it without the 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 fly flying off. Like I have that issue. Well, I never have. I can never approach a fly without it flying off. But every time I, I wish I could have that skill. Yeah. That skill set is incredible. Yeah. She just approached it and was like, and it yeah. didn't fly off. Yeah. Before she got to it, there was a nice comment where somebody, I think they refer to Helene potentially. Francois and he says she wouldn't harm a fly and I was like that's pretty cool irony yeah yeah it was um I think you knew I think you knew that there was more to come and that story was going to unfold but it was just the way that everybody was a bit calm and nobody just went right Helene what the hell have you done yeah have you dropped some acid and had a really bad trip yeah yeah like it, it yeah, just didn't... when she starts to, when she reveals that she's done and it looked like he was a fly, half fly or like an arm and a head fly. Yeah, basically. And we did like that was the thing was that we 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 found it took a long time for us to find out where this was going. There was a lot of but Helene wouldn't have done that and Helene must rest yeah, and then not, yeah. oh well, we don't know what's happening and oh well, we must speak to the police and oh well, what has the doctor said and it was a bit like. Right, well, we know you're going to explain why this has happened. Yeah. And we know she's probably killed him because he's some kind of weird flyman hybrid. Mm. But it just took us forever to get to that point. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's true. I really enjoyed when uh, Francois was looking after his nephew. He gave him some watered-down wine. The kid was like, that's good. <laughs> yeah, like, preparing for the future. Kind of life do you have well, that you can tell that water down into, wine well, is that's a well, vintage. It would appear from one of the lines that Philippe had in this movie, he's <laughs> way beyond his years. Is he? Yeah. Why? What was so that? towards the end of the film, it must have been the closing scenes. I was sorry, we're jumping way, we're jumping all over, aren't we? But Philippe, they gave the line to Philippe of saying, "You know how women are." <laughs> he's what <laughs> six? It was like yeah. Like then? how? How does he know? How has he got? <laughs> yeah, he did, how much reference he? time has he got to say that? So you know, wine and that. He's obviously thirty-six. Well, I would like to add to an observation that I made. I would like to add to that observation. Philippe spent a lot of the time just shouting, "Mummy, mummy!" 
and expecting people to come to I'd him. I'd say Philippe was a lazy little shit. Yeah, he was. Apart from he was always trying... And like he was in the garden at one catching point, Catching flies screaming. with his butterfly net. Mummy! <laughs> Mummy! Yeah, he's ba- he was a bad... He was a troubled, troublesome child, wasn't he? Like, no, you don't shout. You go and find the person yeah. that you want and then you talk to them. Yeah. That's what happens. But yeah, that was that was his role. I also think that when we got into talking about like the experiment and seeing the disintegrator and the reintegrator, I was like, that's a snappy title. That's never going to take off. Yeah, too, far too convoluted. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the way that when she, he first, Andre first showed her, Helene, the experiment, she was like, I'm very fortunate to have such a clever husband. And I was like, you haven't even asked if this is safe. <laughs> you're like, you're amazing. You're such a clever man. Well, it's just Not like, wait, is this safe? You're literally taking atoms apart and then putting them together again. Do you think there's any risk of anything fucking up anywhere? Science wins. Crazy. And the cat, like the bit with the cat wasn't brilliantly explained. So some bits seemed to be a bit confused. Yeah, he was like Dandelow, who was the cat. Uh, he just got disintegrated into a stream of cat atoms. And yeah, I was like, yeah. would you not be a bit pissed off? Like if I, if you, if I came home and you were like, so Isley's not here. I've built this disintegrator and a reintegrator and I tried various things and they've all worked and I've put Isley in and I disintegrated him, but I can't reintegrate him. And he's just like hanging about in a stream of cat molecules. I would be fucking furious. Yeah. So I'm it's a not bit like acceptable behavior. It's, no, it's really not. It's really not. Even if you don't like cats, yeah. it's not acceptable behavior. And like, I think all she says is like, it's wonderful being married to you. And I'm like, no, it's not because your family pets are disappearing into stream of molecules. You don't know where they are. That's not wonderful. It's just no. terrifying. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, as well. When they use the disintegrator and reintegrator, it's always the same cut scene of it being in use as well. Yeah, it was. Right, over and over. It's like, okay, cool. But it was like, shonky, didn't it? Until we got to like the neon lights. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that could be some fucking indie it's film. Like out of Tron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good look. Look pretty cool. Um, I do have a note here to talk about the scene in the ballet because they decide to go to the ballet for the night. He has like a night away from the lab and he starts writing stuff down. He's obviously really excited and inspired by this project. And all I could think about was um, like he's writing stuff down and she kind of puts his her hand on his arm as if to say like, no, darling, watch the ballet. We're out now. It's it's adult time, not, not work time. I'd be raging if you did that to me because you know what I'm like in that I get really obsessed with stuff if it's like a crafting or an art project I'm just like all in it's all I can think about it's all I want to do and if you were sat there just going no 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 don't think about it I'd just be like no that's not happening Mm. so I I would have been quite annoyed at that when he kind of gets to the fly stage like the noises that he was making obviously when he's got his black shroud on and his weird little fly arm which mm. i thought was like a claw but you were like no it's a fly. a fly foot yeah a fly foot yeah like the noises when he was sucking up his milk and his bread or whatever it was was really creepy that was sort mm. of like <laughs> yeah just bizarre it's quite well done and i really loved how the music went from like scary to romantic when he was writing <laughs> like when he was like derangedly writing yeah. on the board i love you yeah <laughs> it's like you know you must do what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We must have 
you you must trust me and and yeah. there's only this way out and then it was sort of like really crazy mental music and then it was sort of like i love you and it, we got back to the romantic lilting stuff and nice. i was just like yeah this is this is bizarre yeah. my favorite scene was just that end bit with the spider web it was so creepy yeah it's the best so scene creepy and my sure. heart gave a little bit of a leap when um vincent price was sat by the bench and i was like oh my god the fly the f it, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen you can just hear this help me help me mm. and i was like oh my god he's going to run back in the house and I don't know why he he chose to run back in the house and then get somebody out to look at it why did you not just take it out of the spider web and take it inside yeah I don't know because as well I was wondering if like at that point the spider have eaten the fly yeah and the time that you've taken yeah, to run be over there, there like yeah, having a chomp on him yeah I have got a note that the characters made bizarre choices yeah they did they all did but I'm glad we watched it. It was fun. And that that final scene with the spider web is really fucking creepy. Yeah, it was good. It does it was I think it was worth the it was worth the slowness yeah, and all the rest of it. Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool film. Yeah, it was it was yeah. fun. It was, it was fun, fun to watch. To watch. Right? Yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed it. Nice. So that then leads us on to your choice, which was Village of the Damned. The Damned. Yeah, I'm putting a trigger warning on this. Also, this film deals with pregnancy. It deals with... Um, there is mention of suicide and stillborn babies as well. So if it's something that you can't deal with right now, then that's absolutely cool. Um, join us tomorrow for the newer movies. So yeah, it was made in 1995 by John Carpenter. He also made The Fog, which is one of my favourite horror films. And The Thing. And The Thing. Which um, I still haven't watched yet. I need to watch that. What? I feel like I'm letting down. No, I have watched it, but I feel yeah. like I would need to rewatch it. Done that. I episode. feel. I know he's not going to care or listen to this, but I feel like I'm letting you know. Um, Danny, who emailed us, uh, who did the sound production on the Parapod movie. Yeah. I feel like I'm letting him down by not watching it again. Yeah, he might <laughs> so be. So I'm like, mm, I really do need to watch that again. So yeah, Village of the Damned. What are you saying? Because this was your pick. So obviously, as I said, this isn't the film I thought it was, but I am very much aware of this movie. So it's not like I didn't, like, it didn't make a bad choice. Um, it's no. just I thought there was a certain scene in this film. Um, I really like this. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really cool. I thought the, it was, it was batshit crazy. Yeah. But it was really cool. Um, I liked, because anything involving kids being scary is quite scary. Like, yeah. I think, it, you know, you involve kids being the menace. Yeah. It's quite... Well, it, kids are inherently creepy anyway. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And then, so you make them all blonde and born on the same day and apparently ageing very quickly and super intelligent. Yep. And with superpowers that make you kill yourself. Yeah. Pretty scary, do you know mm. what I mean? But overall, again, I don't think this film was scary. No. It, I wasn't like, <gasps> at any point. Um, there were a couple But it, I did feel creeped out by it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it had it had a super solid nineties cast. Yeah. It was C nice con in considering it had Superman and Luke Skywalker in it, you think that they would have been <laughs> able to combine to save the day. I really was surprised that Mark Hamill played the vicar. Yeah. Do you know what? I had such a crush on Mark Hamill when I was a kid. Yeah, oh yeah, my god. 
ridiculous, but purely a Luke Skywalker thing. Um, but it was really nice to see Christopher Reeve in something that wasn't Superman because I don't think... I don't think I've seen him. What else has he been in? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I mean, that might just might be the wine talking. I definitely know that I've seen him in some bits. But yeah, it was it was a solid '90s cast, and it was really good to see. You forget how. I think what's sad is that you forget how fit. Unlike um, Christopher Reeve, always looks like quite a solid human specimen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he always looks really fit. He always looks really healthy. You know, he's a good-looking guy, and then. I think to be reminded of, you know, the horse riding accident that he had and then, you know, the fact that he's no longer with us is just, just quite sad. I think, I don't think necessarily like um, the next generation down would get that because I think he was quite, he's one of these people that's sort of quite, um, if you probably like sort of early to mid 40s, you remember growing up with Superman and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah. Yeah, he was our Superman for sure. Yeah, he was. Like he was. Yeah, he was. He was. I remember, you know, watching the films and just being like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's like, just he, Superman. He's and even Superman. even in this one, I was sort of like, there were elements of him being going super. to do stuff, and I'm just like, but he he can just like yeah. kill them with his X-ray vision, yeah. and then I was like, oh no, he's not Superman. No. He's not Superman he's like in this normal, film. He's just an average, he's just Jay. a normal man, doctor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, solid nineties cast. We had Mark oh Hamill. god, Mark Hamill. I was going to write That's down it, Linda. Oh, I forget what her name it's, is actually. Yeah, it's like Coles Galski, but she played the love interest in Crocodile Dundee. You've got Kirsty Alley. Kirsty Alley, yep. I thought her character was great. Actually, she played Doctor Susan Verner, and she was fucking cool. She just smoked everywhere she went. Like, that's, that's, yeah. She was quite sarcastic and she smoked. It was brilliant. That's my, that's my life goals. What is? Just to be sarcastic and smoke. I wish, like, smoking wasn't a, such an awful thing. And then right, okay. I would still be doing it right now. Yeah, solid 90s cast. It had a really nice kind of cosy 90s feel about it yeah, as well. Yeah, nicely nostalgic. Yeah. Um... When the funny sonic boom goes through the village, uh, the guy falls on the barbecue and he's been on the barbecue for like six hours. That was pretty. That was pretty crispy human that being. Was horrible. Yeah. When they <laughs> just no, I just wrote this down as an aside. So very often, like I don't think Blake shows his goofy side on these podcasts. Blake is is capable of being very goofy with me and then very sensible and straight laced when we're out with other people. And there was a point in the film where people started reciting the Lord's prayer and Blake started reciting the Lord's prayer while making very intense eye contact with me. And then he demanded that he wanted a Blake's prayer. (laughs) And I was a bit like, uh, okay. I really don't know what you want me to do with this, but okay, cool. We can like but just then stop I looking did, at I me. I did then say everyone should have their own prayer. Everyone should have their own yeah. prayer. Yeah. I mean, what what would a Blake's prayer sound like? This is probably going to be like 20 kinds of blasphemous, but it's Halloween. It's fine. We can do it. 
I don't know. I can't do that. I, I, too much pressure. Too much stage fright. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I really liked in the town meeting as well when they were they the women all found out that they were pregnant. Um, that somebody family. just screamed out, "They're all gonna be deformed!" Like that's the worst thing that could happen to you. They're not gonna be deformed. They're gonna be like a super intelligent alien race yeah. that are just gonna kill you. Uh, but the worst thing that could happen is that they're gonna be deformed. Deformed, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's the worst thing. Yeah, clearly, because of the freak accident of us all being pregnant at the same time. Yeah. I think, yeah, it it was interesting because they were like, all of them decided to keep the baby. All the pregnant women decided to keep the baby, didn't they? And like Dr. Werner was like, you get £3,000. If you keep the baby, you get three grand, Mm -hmm. which obviously back in 1995 would have been a lot of money, would have Mm -hmm. gone a lot fucking further than it's going now. Yeah, for sure. Um, But they obviously all had like a weird dream. And I'm like, really? £3,000 in a dream is enough for you to keep your weird baby that you've, you've had with without any sex from anybody. I mean, I know that they could probably had sex or they might have had sex with their husbands yeah, I'm assuming, fairly yeah. near the date and they yeah. were kind of like, oh, okay, but yeah. surely if you're in a village or a town and then like say all the other women who are capable of becoming pregnant, I'm really sorry if anybody's struggling with getting pregnant. This is not the review to be listening to um but yeah if all the other people are pregnant you'd be like mm, hang on a minute maybe maybe my mine is not coincidental right yeah I, yeah uh, yeah i guess yeah you would think so but like i guess it, they're not really thinking about that are they no like there was the awful bit where one of the women like the woman that i can't remember what she was called one of the mums. The mum that gave birth to the stillborn baby. Right. Um, and Dr. Susan Werner just kind of like, just was like, I'm sorry, it's stillborn. And then that was it. And I was like, fucking hell, can we just, like, can can we just spend a couple of minutes with her and make sure she's okay? Can we give her some, like, aftercare? Can we give her some therapy, some counselling? Because then she went on to... Yeah, but they do, again, like, they're just not... Sh- I mean, you have to assume that that's what's happening. You just... They're well, just... it's not happening because she was, like, drinking and she ended up killing herself, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, right. We need to put a trigger warning on this. All the mothers seem to be coping remarkably well. Like, do you know what I mean? I imagine... Like, having a dog, having a puppy was, I found, taxing. And I thank my lucky stars that we did not throw a baby into the mix with that. And I'm just like, all these women are mothers of children that all have the same hair colour, that are all kind of like a bit creepy babies. But they all seem to be dealing with it absolutely fine. I was like, "Mm, this does not feel particularly realistic to me. But then... I mean, alien alien kids, right? So it's not that realistic, I guess. The suit pot bit was really funny. The what? The suit pot. So the first time that we kind of really see the kids controlling the injuries of the adults. Oh, yeah. Um, It was very... I mean, it was awful, but it yeah. was really funny because kind of she put her arm in the pot and was like flailing about and then she took her arm out of the pot and then put it back in. And it was a bit like... It was quite horrifying, but at the same time, it was like you're just sort of reacting to, I don't know. I didn't feel it was very well acted, but at the same time, I was just like, just get your hand out of the suit pot. What is going on here? Yeah. It I was guess weird. That, like, obviously, she's being controlled. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So like, uh, when the state troopers turned up, there was a guy under the car. They just sort of drove over him. And that was pretty that was pretty full on. I was a bit like, ooh. Okay, I don't remember that. Uh, what wait when they turned up they drove over someone? Like, yeah, like right at the end. Yeah, it was like a like a chap had fallen over and they just drove over him. That was pretty grim. Mm-hmm. I think um Wait, the shootout. Yeah. Yeah, they did, yeah. So I thought you meant when they arrived when everyone had collapsed. No. But no, the shootout, no, yeah. The end, the yeah, shootout. yeah, yeah. I think it es- it escalated quite well. Yeah, it did. And it I I think I have to say I think the um the lead child, so Mara, who's played by Lindsay Hahn, she carried the kids. Although David was really cute. But you knew that David was going to like turn and and be all right because he had really long eyelashes. I was very envious of his eyelashes. But obviously, I think the difference was he didn't have a a bond with a a twin as such, did he? So like a pair. Do you think? Oh, okay. They were all paired, so I think yeah, they he were. had he had inf- outs. He was easier to influence from an outside point of view because he wasn't connected in the same way. Joe, I completely missed that. So I think that's what that's about. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Like, so he was, you know, on his own. So he yeah. was susceptible. So he, was... he was more susceptible to being. But he was such a little sweet. He was such yeah, a little was sweetheart. Nice. Yeah. Like, the same way that Mara was like a complete devil. Psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> David was really quite sweet. I didn't quite get why Christopher Reeve's character was able to block Mara reading his mind. Is that something to do with him being her dad? Oh no, he's just he's just built a wall, isn't he, to protect his mind? Like that's quite a common. But thing. how did he figure that out? Well, he just shut everything out and just think of one thing. Yeah, I know how to do it, but how did he figure that out? How did he figure out that that was how how know, he's to quite defeat a smart them? doctor, wasn't he? There didn't seem to be any kind of information given about that at all. Okay. Well, I don't know. He just figured out magic. Okay. Like he was a smart. He was a smart man, I guess, and he just figured out that like they are using mind control. So if you block it out, you can't be controlled. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Maybe. I guess because obviously his wife commits suicide, and he ends up giving um, Crocodile Dundee's missus a little kiss I in guess, the yeah. school office. It was quite standard in the storyline, and it rolled on. Yeah, it rolled yeah, on yeah. quite well, I thought. The special effects were good though at the end, like with the brick wall and the eyes. I thought that worked out. Like yeah, just it's aged when quite the well. eye, yeah, 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 it has, it really has. I knew it because I tried to read the Midwich Cuckoos, which is written by John Wyndham. Yeah. So one of my favourite sci-fi books ever is the Day of the Triffids. The story is superb. It's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. If you haven't read it, I mm-hmm. thoroughly recommend it. And I then tried to wait to read the Kraken Wakes as well, and I just story form, like a novel form, they just weren't very gripping. So it was interesting to see how Village of the Damned transpired because I'd read the like the first bit of the book mm-hmm. and then just kind of gave up. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think what's what I liked as well was the uniform look of the kids with the grey and the white and mm. the blonde. Thought quite impactful. Yeah. Um I think this film's aged quite well. I think it's a cool story. I think it's I'd like to see 
I think a reboot would be interesting. Yeah, it would just to see how it's handled now because I think yeah. you could make it a bit more, a bit more horror, add more horror elements to it, but maybe not scares. Just make it creepier, like tonally change it, make it darker. I think it's a cool little soundtrack as well. It's like quite eerie. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how a reboot would be handled, just because I think um, it. You could play up like the the creepy kid element, I think. Mm, yeah, you did. Yeah, you could be handled differently. I think it'd add more more threat to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we all know kids are creepy. We've only got to remember what our friend's kid said about our house. Yeah. That apparently we have a grand, we have a woman that lives here with yeah. us. <laughs> We're like, yeah. nope, just me. Him, yeah. The cat and the dog. Uh, so yeah, we know that kids are creepy. What I noticed as well is that in comparison with the the newer films that we watched, the colours were really vibrant, which was, I guess that's how we made films back in the 90s. I'm assuming that's how, that's how that happened. But given that they were like in sort of like grey wigs and grey clothes, actually just washing out that colour tone a bit would, would kind make of make it, it yeah. quite weird. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff in daytime again. Yeah. But then kids can't be up past their bedtime, can they? Well, these guys probably could have. They've probably, probably been, could have. do you know what I mean? They could have been all right. Um, do what they like. And I, I like the, uh, I like the sort of, the, the I found the deaths quite, quite creative. Like, yeah. It, like they're kind of, like they're, they're not like the most original, but I kind of like what they did with the way they killed their victims. I thought it was quite good. And it's quite horrifying as well to know that you're, like you're lucid for that. Yeah. So yeah, everybody kind of, you, you knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. But they could they they were just powerless to stop about it. it. Yeah. That was yeah, that was pretty creepy. Would you watch it again? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, quite, I did enjoy it. It was it was a good fun film. Like Yeah. Again, it like had elements of like being a bit sort of not camp, but a little bit sort of tongue in cheek a little bit and places yeah. as well. A little it didn't bit take, it didn't, didn't take itself too seriously, I felt like. It kind of knew what it was. Yeah. Um, whether that's intentional or not, I don't know. But that's kind of, you know. Yeah. I felt it did. It kind of knows where it sits and it kind of has its place in a sort of, yeah, slightly tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Chiller vibe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I thought Kirsty Alley was really She was brilliant. She was such it. a good character um, because she for me she's just about getting the job done and like she didn't have really like any sympathy she was just no, there for one reason sort of single-minded yeah, and i like i like that she didn't really like she's quite a strong character mm. in that sense she's like yeah, i'm here to do this i didn't really care about what happens but we're yeah. what we need to do and like yeah you don't always get that you get people who are a bit flimsy and she wasn't flimsy no she was like this is the goal I've seen yeah. this before. This is what happened previously. We need to do something about it. Yeah. Like, like she didn't waver. No. She ultimately kind of died at the hand of her own. Yeah. Belief. Her well, own experiment. Yeah. Which was uh, quite a, a nice little twist in the tail. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I guess we're on a quest now to find this other film though, aren't we? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, d I don't fucking know. I don't think I'll ever find it. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Positive thinking. 
There's too many films out there. Unless somebody fucking knows, but... In which case, uh, you're sacked and we're getting that person in at some yeah, point. <laughs> From that's what cool. you said, if they can, if they can track that down, we'll, uh, we'll get that, that sorted. I'll accept that defeat. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to leave you to enjoy the rest of your Halloween weekend. Have fun, whatever you get up to. Be safe. Be happy. We'll see you again tomorrow for the new horror film special. Happy Halloween, freaks and geeks. Take care. Bye.